Hello and welcome to another episode of the Owner's Box. This is Andy Haynes and I'm joined by our fearless co-chairman, uh, Preston Johnson, um, Sports Cheetah himself, uh, returned to uh, Southern California after a long stay in the UK. And uh, yeah, we all just watched the FA Cup draw. But before we get into that, do we want to um, introduce our, our guests for the day? Sure. He's, he's going to make sure this first thing he's going to do, if you don't do it yourself, is correct you on the FA Cup versus EFL Cup, Carabao oh, Cup. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So before you bring him up. on, because this is like his specialty. I know. Kevin Semenek, detailed to every degree. He memorized the rule book for us. Um, we'll get into it more, but I just wanted you to know that you should clear that before it. you bring him up. He might have he, dropped off, actually. He's probably not uh, very happy with my... Um, with my uh, Instagram post either that I put out, but you know, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so about that one. Yeah. yeah w- without further ado, let's introduce uh, Kevin Semenek. Semenek. Did I mess it up already? Yeah. You even Semenek. asked him beforehand. I know I, th- you've been dealing with me in names for like, I don't know, two months now. Let's get him in here. Kevin Semenek. How you doing, hey. buddy? I'm great. Um, I, I timed this very well, uh, appearing on the episode right after uh, beating Fulham. Uh, so it is uh, well an absolute joy to uh, be with you guys today. Yeah, it's actually a it's a it's a joy all around. I've um, I haven't been here since. Uh, well, I, I was here for the first win, but then it's been league play, which has been a little rough. And um, I, I can't say that. Preston and Eben were in the best of moods uh, the last two weeks. And then um, we're all back. Everything's back to normal. Dad's back. We're having fun. We're beating the Premier League teams. Um, Preston, you, you're giving me a thousand. Oh, you were frozen. I thought you were just giving me the coldest stare in the world. <laughs> no, I, I, so I saw it. It spanned for like three seconds. So I think yeah, there was oh, no cold God. stare. We can talk about anything. This is why this is the owner's box. Well, just about anything. Just about anything. Um so initial let's thoughts. Let, let's let Kevin kind of just introduce himself first so people kind of get familiar with him. He is in our ownership group, but um, he can kind of give a little bit on his background. I actually don't know entirely where you began outside of I know what you do for a living, but um, and yeah. then just kind of how you're, you're draw into crypto slash Web3. And then from there, we can talk more wag me in, in Crawley Town. Yeah, well, I have a lot of diverse interests, uh, which helped bring, bring me around to here. I um I, much like Preston, I have a penchant for uh, numbers and sports betting and all of that. So uh, in, in university, I had a finance and statistics background um, and uh, parlayed that into some actuarial work uh, with insurance. Um, and then uh, also really enjoy sports, uh, participate in athletics my whole life. I was a 400 hurdler and I went into coaching at university. Uh, so I was a Division III NCAA track coach for a while, uh, then ended up getting into uh, running my own business, uh, did a little personal training, and then eventually got back into um, got back into the corporate world, did employee benefits, learned all about U.S. healthcare, uh, and now I am firmly a back in the world of pricing uh, insurance. And uh, with that, uh, kind of got into crypto uh, about 2017 when I realized what smart contracts were 
and uh, just really enjoy the automation that smart contracts can bring. Uh, and then obviously, like a lot of other people came in through NBA Top Shot and uh, found this group on Twitter. And uh, the rest is history as we make our way to the Premier League. Indeed. Wowzers. That was uh, you have a, a like a, a, a long twisting journey to uh, Web3. Um, yeah. Were you a fan of uh, any Premier League or anything like that before you got into Crawley or Wagme? Yeah, so I've had this discussion with with some on the other side of the pond, and it was really hard, I think, when we were growing up to follow Premier League. I mean, I, I consumed as much sports as I possibly could, uh, but, you know, we were kind of on the precipice of internet, uh, so a lot of it was just cable television and stuff, so uh, really wasn't able to get into football much until uh, recently. Uh, Newcastle was my side for a long time because uh, that was the first match I went to. They had a Monday uh, championship night against uh, Leeds, and that was the year they ended up getting promoted. Um, and then oh, Miguel nice. Amaran, I was living in Atlanta, and he was uh, at Atlanta United, and he he's now on Newcastle. Um, so, yeah, they were my side until, uh, you know, we, we made the Crawley purchase, and uh, now I am 100% uh, Crawley. Yeah, it's it's uh it's hard to support uh, Newcastle, you know, because as of late, if they do bad, gas prices go up. So you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to mess with that. Um, well, thanks for joining us, uh, Preston. You're back in the states. Um, I'm assuming that you were fully fully logged into last night's game. Um, were you as excited as the rest of us? Were you jubilant? I, I tuned into your stream, your secondary stream that you do with Lee, and I watched the entirety of the game through your eyes, which was, let's leave it at that, you know, it's all right, I guess, but like, the <laughs> fact is, when we scored goals, you put your arm up like this, the crowd would go wild, and we had two of those, and they had nil. So, no, I was- Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely the half that does kind of the, um, you know- I, I lighten it up. I bring some fun to the broadcast and uh, Lee talks about what's happening on the field. And that's speaking of speaking of like not getting names. And so how, how is it pronouncing and trying to figure out who's who on the pitch, especially when it's a brand new team like Fulham? We had a few new players or something like I know you called Jaden Davis, Travis Johnson for the first 30 minutes. Like, yeah, well, they were on the other side of the field and that's my excuse for that. But um, nice. I. I, I think I have, like, by the end of the game, I think I can call our team without any kind of issue now. You know, I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty solidly know everybody's name. And I actually got down in the locker room. I was there for Kevin's speech and, um, pre-game. you know, it's just the uh, post for the victory speech. Got it. And, um, I, you know, I actually didn't go onto the field during the pitch invasion, but, um, because so I might was, be allowed back into the next game. That's good. Yeah, well I'm excited played. that I'm I'm not being investigated by the EFL. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just like it was it, it was hard to because I don't know any of the Fulham players besides like Mitrovic. Um, but all in all, I mean, just like the whole experience and also getting to know the guys and um, so many people to get to know. And now I can place like a name and a personality to all of them. And I feel like most of them know my name. And actually a lot of, uh, a lot of the locals are starting to be like, Hey, it's Andy, you know? So that's really fun. Are you sure yeah, I think about that? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think for anyone that didn't didn't watch your broadcast, Andy, um, you know, it was kind of like a glimpse of what John Madden was probably like on his first game. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, very, very promising there. Uh, but I, I feel like <laughs> that was uh, some heavy praise. That was high praise. I appreciate oh, no, that. If it wasn't clear, I'm saying his first game where like it was probably a, a disaster with the telestrator and whatnot. So I'll take it. Uh, I'm I'm just like John way Madden. To go. I'll take it. The John Madden <laughs> but, uh, of League Two. Anything in the John Madden realm is one of the goats to ever do it. That's that's not bad. But uh, but it was it was uh, it was strange spending a hundred minutes with you, um, namely watching as Preston kind of said, like watching your neck. Um, you know, like if you were looking to the left. Yeah, you're sweating. Uh, like, do they have the ball? <laughs> yeah, and especially that, yeah. once we were leading, I was like, all right, just look to the right. Like, we'll win if you're only looking to the right. So uh, it, it was kind of painful watching for 100 minutes of just where is Andy's eyes looking? Where is his neck? So, uh, yeah, Preston, definitely something for us as an ownership group to add to the list of how can we get better uh, streaming rights, uh, you know, out of this. Uh, for different things, you, you know, I was watching NCAA track meets of Division Three on ESPN Plus. Uh, yeah. You can watch community colleges play basketball on ESPN Plus. So yeah. there's no reason we can't get every match streamed on ESPN Plus. I mean, if if ESPN's paying that type of money, if Sky Sports is paying that sort of money, uh, that's definitely something that we've got to advocate. Uh, the EFL uh, for the EFL Cup, Andy. Uh, but yep. same thing for the FA Cup when that comes around as well. Who has the rights to the FA Cup? Is it um, is it Peacock or is it who's who's got that? ESPN also has, as far as I know, ESPN has FA and EFL Cup rights in America. Uh, CBS has Champions League and Europa, and then Peacock has uh, Premier League, and ESPN has EFL. Yeah, it's been that's, so that's hard. Why we got this guy? Yeah. I did not know that answer. Kevin knows the I, answers almost always. I'm very um, – I, I, I think it, you're not far off too because I talked to our guy that does a lot of the streaming stuff for the actual stadium, and he's been setting up the OBS to do the uh, the stream at um, Broadfield for the coin holders. And um, he told me that it's – you know, it's similar numbers are watching the game on iFollow as are watching on – um the stream on on the on the for the coin holders so we should be able to you know should be able to change that although next year it'll be probably tens of thousands after we um you know after we win the efl and fa cups both of them in one year and, and as long as we stay at a 23rd yeah I was going to say, and hopefully finish uh, 21st, 20th, or higher and avoid uh, going down to the National League. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I was told by Lee last night, and I don't know if this is true, but he said that if you win the Carabao Cup, you automatically qualify for Europa League. Is that true or not? So I, I know the there FA was a Cup reference to that on the stream. Uh, we were just watching, I believe. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it's it's so hard because mostly the the teams that win it are are top six already in Premier League, so they're already going to Champions League and beyond. Um, and I know definitely for FA Cup, uh, there is that Europa spot, uh, and I would think likewise with the EFL Cup. I think I'm just saying I don't. I know this is a bad thing to say, but 
if we went down to the National League but made it to Europa League, it'd be pretty fun. It'd be pretty fun to be a National League in the Europa League. Only only five wins to go. What's uh what's been the <laughs> biggest sure upset? <laughs> it's it's like NCAA basketball. We're in the round of thirty two. Yeah. We uh, just need to win to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, my guess is we're going to be like five to one dogs against Burnley away. That depends on their lineup. Obviously, it shifts a ton, like an hour before kickoff. But that's off the top of my head would be kind of the range we're looking at. Have we looked into any of their statistics other than um, you know how? Uh, no, that just the tweet that I put out about 10 minutes ago when I Googled Burnley for the first time when they asked me what I knew about them and um, that video from the in-betweeners came up. I'm not sure if you've seen it yet, Andy, but you'd actually probably enjoy it. Uh, but that's it. That's the extent of my Burnley research so far. Okay. Well, and we have we have so much time. I mean, November 8th is is a long ways away, and uh, we've, got, we've got some business to do in the league first in the next couple months. Yep. I think, you know, as somebody who was at the game but couldn't uh, verbalize it to a, a group of people watching me verbalize it. Um, the guys played so well. It was it was interesting. You know, I I hate to say it, but I do think, and I this might be a little bit of a cop-out, but I feel like we play better against better teams just because it, Kevin's style is, um, is more fluid and less physical, and it's kind of a, um, you know, it's... It's more of a Premier League style, I would say. Um, and so there was just so much more movement of the ball and fluidity, and they were just moving as a unit so much. It was the best I've ever seen them play. And they looked, you know, obviously they rise to the occasion, but also they looked like they could take on any team that we've gone up against. So if they can keep playing like that, I I have no worries about the league play. I think that things will coalesce and, seeing a lot of guys that had been injured coming, you know, I, I talked to Ludwig. I talked to, um, um, I'm forgetting everybody who I talked to, but a lot of guys said that they were feeling better, you know, and that I think, I think these injuries have been miring us. Well, well, Corey and the defense have just been playing fantastic all year, uh, even with having to, to rotate through a lot of different defenders. So um, that's been fantastic. And then, um, if you look at teams that have won two matches in League Two, there, there's not a ton. I mean, you know, yeah, the table, we might be low, but, I, you know, I wonder if some of that just has to do with uh, Preston's favorite word of, you know, variability, volatility. Um, you know, we've just had some bad luck in league play and we've, you know, admittedly had some good luck uh, to get past Bristol Rovers and then, you know, just played awesome against, Crawl- against um, Fulham. Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned the defense, especially. I think people see the Northampton Town and Wimbledon games, and what meets the eye is we allowed five goals and we lost two games. Uh, The actual XG that we allowed in both games was, I think, 1.15 total, so just over one goal, and we gave up five. So uh, in theory, or defensively, we were actually really strong. There were two incidents um, in free kicks, uh, the second goal in Northampton Town and the second goal, I believe, as well. In Wimbledon, where uh, the XG was 0.01, they basically made one percenters against us. So we've had that going against us while dealing with five or six you know, center back injuries, like yeah. you alluded to defensively. Um, but it's also like when you're a fan, you don't care about variance. You don't care about short sample. Um, but in theory, you know, we won both of those games by an XG margin of over 50% of our opponent. We still need to be better in attack because 
0.87s in attack and offensively are not good enough. But um, overall, I've been actually pretty impressed with how our defense has shown. Uh, and, you know, great again last night, obviously, against Fulham to, to get us the win, despite all of the injuries we've already been hitting the last uh, two to week, three weeks now. Well, that, and that's yeah, what I, I like. I was Go going to say, Andy, what I like about sports is, you know, I mean, soccer is a little tough because there's not as much scoring as something like basketball. But, um, you know, and that's where the XG comes in to give you the fuller picture of how many, you know, good chances were had and everything. But what I love about sports and, you know, one of the reasons that I'm such a passionate fan and wanted to be involved with this project is that numbers don't lie. Um, you know, and Preston and Eben had said that they they want to move up in the next two years or, you know, you can vote them out. And what I love about it is, again, the results speak for themselves. It's why I loved running and coaching track and field, because you, you can't argue with, you know, if, if this person's faster or not. I mean, the time is what it is on the scoreboard and same thing with the results on the pitch. Um, so uh, I'm kind of curious though, Andy, uh, stand up is like the exact opposite of that. Um, you know, you are judged by people. So like, how does that feel? Uh, you know, not being able to point, like, if you think you had a good set, um, you know, and it kind of transfers into Crawley, you know, we've had some zero, zero and one, zero losses on some really close games. Um, but you know, unfortunately that's just the result. What would you say with your stand up if you've had a good set, but you didn't feel like the audience was into it? How does that feel? Maybe just start with your Crawley joke. Um, here, I'm going to make myself the uh, the main person just to kind of have fun for a second. Um, you know, I think stand-up is not as subjective. I mean, it is a subjective art form, but I do think that to some extent, it. I, I have tools, there's tricks and things I can do. I choose different, you know, like you would put together a team for another uh offense um i do the same thing with jokes like if i'm you know sometimes i'm playing uh the middle of america and they don't want to know anything about uh why i'm depressed or you know what smoothie i got or you know what's streaming even um and so it's like sometimes i i have to i don't even want to say dumb it down but just go broader and i think it's it it's kind of like sports in that sense i mean there's definitely also like a whole thing of like the jokes are kind of secondary it's a lot about confidence and um uh you know just relating to the crowd so uh, you know there's times where i'll go out and i'll do a gig and they don't like me you know and um that's fine and then i you know i i can hopefully win them over but um, i think i've seen andy three times now do stand up in London. And it's really interesting to see how, the, how frequently him and even some of the others have to navigate the crowd. And I don't even get why the crowd reactions are different one night when he has a similar um, playlist or whatever you would call it outline or script for what, what you're going to go through. And you like one of the nights it was, I think really fantastic. You crushed it. Everyone thought you crushed it. One of the nights it was just like one of the most awkward groups that, you just couldn't get to and you were yeah. like the finale at the end and you just have to withstand it and keep figuring it out and you just have to keep plugging along and i think it probably helps you said you've been doing this for like 17 years i believe so you get yeah, used I'm to it 18. i'm sure but like that is in the level of embarrassment slash trauma or something that just especially <laughs> when you're an american that's like 
on their ground, you know, territorial and they're, they don't like what you're saying. Anyways, it's uh, it takes, you know what, to uh, get up there and do it. It's been fun to watch you at least perform a few times. Thank yeah, you. I, agree I, with I appreciate the, that. I agree with the energy thing. And I think that translates into Tuesday with a sold out crowd. Uh, I think the, the, the lads uh, responded to that and came out strong offensively, especially since everyone was asking for them to come out strong offensively. So I think there's definitely parallels you can make there. Um, and one of the reasons I bring it up, though, is uh, I actually had an improv audition on Sunday, um, and I had a lot of fun with it, uh, but I did not make uh, the team, and that's fine, but it's so tough when it's not, like I said, like, it's just nicer to go out, run a lap around a track, and you know where you stand, um, whereas with the audition, you know, it, it is very subjective, and, and I think those, for me at least, those types of things are really tough in life, and I, I love... I love football because you keep winning, you'll get promoted, you'll keep moving forward in cups, and it's just very straightforward. Yeah. Is there anything I, mean, you I don't do, Kevin? You just I'm not good at music. So uh, you, oh, you got me music. beat on the music thing. That is definitely right. one area that I am uh, not good at. And then uh, ice sports and, uh, and, yeah. and water sports are definitely an Achilles heel as well. Snow sports? Yeah, can't ski, can't skate. Okay. Lucky not right. to drown in water, you know. I, I got a doggy paddle. It's still pretty uh, impressive CV. I'm impressed. And by uh, the way, Andy, yeah, I'm gonna forget this um, for TikTok. This is great because it's just an owner's box episode. No one cares about when he references that Evan and I can get voted out. Like five minutes ago, he did. Yeah. Um, can we put something above your head that dings that says Andy Haynes for like oh, 2024 yeah. Crawley Town chairman or something like yes. campaign that pops and then we can post it on? Great. Just want to say that now or else I'll forget about it. Uh, definitely. I would love to. Because that is like Andy is trying to take my job and you know we're just open about it. I am going to be the best. I'm the, uh, the Nate of the Ted Lasso experiment. I'm going to. Uh, seed control from everyone eventually, and I will have earned my vest that I had made on um, Vistaprint. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's something I, I like about sports too. It's also like what I, I used to have a manual labor job. It was like the same type of thing where it's like the most frustrating thing for me about having a, like 18 years of stand-up career and about 10 years of kind of show business like writing acting things like that is that it's so subjective and you don't get told no and you don't get told why you just get told thank you and then you just wonder there's no there's no you know tape analysis there's no coach there's nothing like that so that's something i really have always you know uh i wasn't the greatest athlete but um i liked that you could work and see a result and it was very straightforward um, having said all that, uh, we got, um, Rochdale coming up, uh, this Saturday. Um, we are, I, I believe away in Rochdale. Um, and I hope I'm saying that right. They are bottom of the table, which is good for us. And also, I just want to say this. I know that you have all your numbers, Preston. I know you got all your numbers and you got all your scenarios and things like that, but we're still only two good weekends away from middle of the table. That's all it is. Oh, and that's what everyone dreams of being middle yeah. of the table, right? Just, just can't wait for that one. <laughs> hey, like Andy's now, so, he's so positive. It. 
after every game we're driving or we're on the train back home and he's like well at least we had fun yep. he's that guy and he's like yeah. mostly serious uh no middle of the table was never the goal no it might be the goal by november or something like that like we need to obviously make moves sooner rather than later but uh yeah, no, but what I'm saying is that we could be at the middle of the table by mid-September. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying I want to aim for the middle of the table. I'm not it's, some yes, dork. It's possible. It's like a probably like a five to ten percent frequency that we're already there in a month and a month and a half or something. I want top seven. Middle of September, probably I want. not, but yeah. Well, we'll get there. We're gonna get there. The guys are coming together, they're healthy, they're getting healthy. Now, um, before we get into Rochdale, uh did you? Is there any crawly news that we should know? Um, in, anything signings? I know that we, um, I, I believe we had a signing last week. I, I remember seeing a post, um, or maybe I'm. You talking about David Bermang? He's played the last two games. Yeah. He's come on as a substitute, as like a, a bigger target man up front. We have a possibility of signing probably two to three more players. It's the final week of this kind of sprint, the transfer window. Um, we're working the phone lines, as they say. We just brought in Chris Galley, by the way, uh, from Statsbomb. He was head of their pro services there. He started yesterday officially as director of football for the club, uh, as well as kind of like an interim CEO role. He'll be on the ground every day and um, handling a lot of the football operations that Logan was doing previously for people that are familiar with him. Uh, and, yeah, it'd be good for, for us all around and kind of get us to the finish line here when August winds down. Um, you know, also going the other way, there's some younger players that are getting interest from National League clubs or like Scottish Championship level clubs that uh, we're going to you know talk to and, and see if they want to go play uh, elsewhere. In the meantime, like there's a lot of opportunity. And so there's uh, a lot that will probably change. Not a lot, but there'll be some moves that, that happen in the next uh, seven to eight days. Yeah, I'm actually I, I have uh, we bought Sky Sports for 24 hours. And so I have Sky Sports on in the background and it, there's actually a countdown window, uh, like a, a clock, a countdown clock in the corner. And there's uh, seven days, 23 hours, 33 minutes and 30 seconds left. And that, so, and that clock that, runs all the all the whole transfer window. It's always on. Yep. That might be one of the worst buys you guys have ever made. I'm not sure if Evan has already mentioned that to you yet before we went live here. Um, but paying for 24 hours for that draw against Burnley. I had to film it. I had to film. I'm the content guy. I had to get Evan's reaction. Right. I don't. Off. I don't. How was his reaction? Because I had a phone call about 15 seconds after it. Uh, it was like... Um, you know, it, it was a flat line. He went flat. <laughs> he went flat. He laid you down. Know it's frustrating. On... And in the nicest way possible, because this is the owner's box. I keep saying that, but it is. We're going to be open and, and honest. We had nearly a two-thirds chance of getting a Premier League club. Then from there, almost a one-third chance of playing them away and getting like a really nice, um, from a business side, um, gate receipt slash TV potentially, um, as far as getting the game on Sky. Uh all that falls through. Then at that point, you're like, well, maybe we luck out and get one of the you know, less talented clubs in the mix. Uh, we did not. We got one of the better championship sides. And we have to travel all the way north midweek where it'll be tough for fans to get there. Uh, it's If you were to rank the 31 possibilities, there's a chance that Burnley was at the bottom of the list as far as a draft of who we would have taken. So 
That's yeah. why I said it was probably a, a rough 24 hour TV subscription there for you guys in the, in the well, flat. we did get to watch the second half of the um, Newcastle Tranmere game, which was pretty entertaining. Got to see a lot uh, of scouting on Tranmere, hopefully. Yeah. Yep. And Tranmere's gonna... crowd is, is big. They had a great turnout and for being the... that close to Liverpool, it, it surprised me how good their, their fan base is. So it's I a saw big that stadium. Online, yeah. 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 I mean, I felt, I, I know that it's probably completely normal for it to turn out this way and statistically not that much of an oddity, but I think four of the matches are Premier League, Premier League. It smells a little bit like people want somebody to watch the Carabao Cup. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, it feels like it was Christmas morning and we come down and, you know, you rip open the 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 present and... We got like a vacuum cleaner, you know, that that's pretty much how, how and I we were seven, it. we were seven and we got a vacuum cleaner. It wasn't an, cause as an adult, <laughs> you give me an adult, you give me oh, a, yeah, yeah. We were, we were I'm seven. excited. No, I was hoping for a video game system or, you know, a, a car keys if I was 16 and yeah, you know, and a handheld vacuum, not even, you know, not even a, a high quality vacuum. Well, I'm not phased. I think we're going to beat Burnley. We're going to go on to a higher round and we're going to, we're going to keep on going in the Carabao Cup, and it's only going to be better because we're also going to be playing great in the league. Um, with all that said, oh, and by the way, I I do want to mention that last night I got to see Cerulus play for the first time, and he Cerula. was fantastic. Cerula, sorry. Um, Cerula was fantastic. I mean, everybody was fantastic. There were so many so many good things. Like you said earlier with the, uh, David Bermang, he was so strong. He's such a physical, like he he's he's just you know like built like a pit bull you know he can just like push off and he's gone um and beat the a dog player or the singer like the mr worldwide the, right. the unofficial mayor of miami um cuban hero um anyways uh so we got rochdale coming up this weekend what are your thoughts all right here's my real thoughts my thoughts are we weren't nearly as bad as it looked in the two league losses. We kind of laid that out earlier. Mm-hmm. Rochdale, bottom of the table, haven't had a result yet. Obviously, there's a lot at stake for them. They uh, fired and sacked their manager before their last game Saturday, so about a week ago. Uh, so obviously, they're in a situation that's pretty dire and desperate. So it's not like they're not going to show up. They're going to give their best effort. Um, but we're the better club. We have more talent. And, you know, I think the mojo that we gained last night with the Fulham win can carry over. Uh, at the same time, you could argue it could be like a letdown spot, right? After you beat a Premier League club, um, then you're flat for the next game. But I'm confident Kevin and Dan will let that be the case in the dressing room. Uh, and I think we're going to take care of business. I will go with 2-1 Crawley with the W. That's my prediction for the score there. And uh, yeah, we'll let Kevin give a prediction. And also, if there's anything else, Kevin, that we didn't really hit on, I know you've done a lot of stuff here and there for us and helped on the the consigliere side of things. Like we like to give you kind of um, that title, even though it's not official, but you've been awesome and uh, just appreciate everything you've done to help us get here. It's been a crazy little, you know, nine, 10 month run now. Kevin, he's never said anything that nice to me, just so you know. And um... (laughs) I, I appreciate, I appreciate the thoughts. Um, as far as, as Ardale goes, um, it's a big, big match. Uh, you know, the, the way I usually consider football, like it, it really does, you're, you're really only trying to earn the points on your end, but you know, since we're both bottom of the table, 
Uh, it's important to not give up three points to them. Uh, I just feel like a loss would be kind of <laughs> as bad as it gets. So, um, you know, hopefully <laughs> avoid that. If, if we were to lose, uh, it feels like the rest of the season is going to be just trying to survive and, and making sure that we can be middle of the table, um, which isn't, you know, the most uh, fun approach. But I think if we can draw or win, hopefully win, uh, it can be the turning point along with the, the Fulham victory. And, you know, like you were saying earlier, Andy, hopefully that can propel us into, uh, you know, mid-table early enough to, to start chasing those, those top seven spots. Um, my prediction, uh, you know, we're on the road. Uh, I, I do think there'll be a little bit of a letdown, but hopefully uh, our offensive attacking has kind of learned from, from Fulham what, what we need to do, and um, we can score some goals. So I'm going with the bold prediction of uh, Crawley 4, uh, Ardale 1. Wow. Wow, that is, that is I, bold. I, I think it goes along with, though, like the, the coaching change, and uh, I think if we can get up early – um, then they're going to be, you know, really taking some risks. And I think we'll be able to capitalize on those risks. Uh, so I think, I think we'll get a couple late goals when they're trying to, uh, you know, squeak out a point. So, yeah, I, I think I can, I can add to that. It goes with, uh, nothing's ever 100%, but I'm yeah. fairly certain Dom Telford has been cleared to play. And so that'll obviously help with the, uh, trying to get four goals for Kevin's prediction to come true. So yeah, keep an eye out for Dom. He may be limited as far as the amount of minutes, but it should be on the heavier side as opposed to before when he was actually only limited to about 15 minutes and he made an appearance briefly at the end of the game. So uh, anyway, yeah, good news uh, on that front. Yeah. Um, I'm predicting a 2-0 win for Crawley. I think it's going to be 2-0. I don't think they're going to be able to get past Corey. Um, I'm staying positive. Uh, and lastly, before we get out of here, I do want to just bring this up. Preston, you owe Tom Nichols 1,000 pounds. And I am really sorry that I promised him that. But <laughs> I didn't. So I didn't even actually know about it until after the goal and everyone was talking about it. And then you might have mentioned it on the stream. So I went back and watched the Instagram story. And it's like, I don't even know what women's match it's from, but she twerks after a score and you put a thousand pounds to any Crawley Town player that duplicates this tonight against Fulham. And so sure enough, you know, not too far into the game, here we are. Now the problem is, and Kevin swiftly reminded me that yep. if you actually pay a player any type of bonus or something at all, or change anything in their current contract structure, it will then trigger an extra year added to, uh, a new a new contract which uh we've all been familiar with previously i'll leave it at that so with that being said we need to figure out a way to yeah hook tom up but in a way that is proper and i think that is andy probably finding money well, and like i don't even way. know if, if that's gonna be kosher um <laughs> So, so yeah, it's been, it's been great being the rules person with a, uh, what, what's the word for, for innovation in the tech world? Disruptors. Yeah, um, disruptors. You know, because disruptors uh, like to uh, challenge the rules. Um, and so, yeah, the FA has 600 pages. The FL has 200 pages. Uh, it's, it's been a joy to go through line by line. But, you know, we've been, been trying to keep the ship steady. Uh, but one of the reasons that I like rules, if that's such a thing, is 
Um, I think once you understand your boundaries and your guidelines, that's when you can really exploit um, the system. Uh, it's kind of where arbitrage comes from in the gambling world and in the finance world. You know, you understand your parameters. Uh, it's what makes smart contracts kind of great because it's, it's very well defined. Uh, and so my job working with Preston and Evan here, Andy, is to uh, always keep them in that gray area, keep us on the, the right path. So uh, I gave it a lot of thought last 24 hours, and I do have, actually, I just came up with the solution in the last 10 seconds. But um, what about uh, charity of Tom's choice? I feel like that would be appropriate for everyone if we gave $1,000 to a charity of Tom's choice. That's I think I, I think he would be okay with that. Yeah. I think he'd be okay with that, although he does like nice things. He's kind of a Mercedes Yeezy Stone Island type of lad. So Kevin, uh, what about if run, I what, what about if I gave him like some Wagme NFTs? Like the equivalent would be, I don't know, whatever, six or seven of them, depending on the exchange rate. Is that the same? Yeah, so you'll see it in tax code and the EFL rules. Uh, the the no, phrase I, I forget what it is right now, but uh, like uh, <laughs> like like minded things, or uh, I forget the word. So um, you know, everyone who's okay. listening to so this that's is going to look it up. So that's out. Yeah, it can't be cash considerations or some sort of considerations that are are like cash is out. What if what I about pay him in? Girlfriend uh, suddenly gets a nice purse. Ooh, old school blue chip style. Well, I mean, that'd be great if you didn't announce it to, to the world. Oh, and to, you yeah, know yeah. the EFL's listening to this right now. You know yeah. that. Probably you know that after my tweet yesterday. Our media. Yeah, yeah. We, we really don't need to talk about that yesterday because that, that was very unfortunate. The public for... address system was very clear about it. Um, but no, I mean, I think a charity is a great thing. And then also uh, just the fact that uh, – so. A lot of artists will appreciate this. And Andy, I think we're, we're paying Tom, Tom Nichols with exposure. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. think about all the exposure he got. He was on BBC. Uh, so he should be able to land a sponsorship deal that's more than a thousand pounds just from the exposure we're giving him. So I think between the exposure and uh, maybe, maybe charity, we, we, we could be good on that. Has Carabao. anyone ever done He's gonna a get sponsored patch by Carabao. of like a a player's face like you know how we get to do another sleeve patch now for this game what if it's just like a picture of like a tom nichols that's is that kinda, not that seems it, like a po a posthumous uh kind of thing not team oriented like too weird yeah i think i think that could be uh threading the needle so another another fun rule that's in their their image contract which i've i've kept the group on about is uh, they don't like for, and, and this probably comes from the, their players association and union, and it, it's really a smart rule. And that is you can't use uh, any one player's image more than another. So I, I think it'd be yeah. great to do Tom Nichols for one match. We just couldn't do him for all of the matches. So uh, maybe X, uh, what, what was our sponsor, uh, Preston, on the sleeve? Because maybe XCAD. Yeah. So maybe XCAD could, could really incorporate some Tom Nichols in, and that would... That would be a nice uh, ode to him. What about a Tom Nichols all over jersey? It's just Tom Nichols' face covering the entire jersey. I mean, I don't know if Adidas will be able to get that one out to us by November 7th, but, I mean, we could try. The you question is, got... would you wear it yourself? Yeah, of course. I love Tom Nichols. Andy, that's okay. a great idea. We need to get those, what are they called, big heads? Yeah, get a, a lot of our players uh, so that we can uh, carry them in the stands. Could you yeah. could you imagine like, hey, Tom, it's, it's Preston. 
Heard about what Andy posted on Instagram. Loved the celebration. Great twerk. NFT crowd thought it was a crypto dick butt. We know it wasn't, but you know, just that's what they all thought. Problem is, we can't actually pay you the money, but bobblehead night. You guys don't do bobbleheads. Yeah. How about some bobbleheads of Tom Nichols? And that's a great and idea. That would actually be Tom Nichols, I think, is probably the fan favorite. I mean, I think that's fair to say with his longevity at the there. club. Yeah. I, it's yeah, he's he's up there. So uh, a bobblehead night. I mean, we're talking about bringing Americana to uh, to Crawley Town. I mean, I'd like to see some nachos. I'd like to see some hot dogs and peanuts. Why don't we had? Let's do let's do a bobblehead night. What about the uh, the hot dog beer? Did did you guys see that um, on, I did. on television? The Yankees that that looked uh, kind of disgusting. Did you see it? The worst people. Exactly. No. The worst people in um, America go go to Yankees games. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, as a Phillies fan, I won't I won't uh, challenge that. But yeah, so Preston and and our listeners, um, some some person took a hot dog, hollowed it out with a straw so that there was a cylindrical opening throughout the entire hot dog. Uh, then they proceeded to place it in the beer and use the hot dog as a straw to drink their beer. Yum. That I don't know. People people drink beer and eat hot dogs. Is it much different than? I'm just not going to do the double fisting. Never mind. I don't have it in me. But seems like it might be a similar combo of flavor. It's it was innovative. We'll we'll, we'll give them that. <laughs> it was innovative. And with that, we have. Uh, I think we've covered all the bases for this week. Um, yeah, I of course will see you guys out. soon. Um, I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping the double fisting scene in as well, and also you saying double fisting. And um, you heard it here, Tom Nichols. Um, just deal with Preston as far as being uh, reciprocated. I mean, honestly, his twerk was pretty bad. So I feel like, in a way, he kind of nullified the contract itself. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, have you told him that yet? No, I he don't even know. fake no. the injury before he had the intro down. I mean, that's the whole well. thing. You have to fake the injury into a twerk. I he I was very impressed that he pulled it off that quickly. Um, I'll I'll make it up to him some way that is non uh, financial or currency based. Um, any parting words, Kevin? Is there anything you want us to pay attention to in the next coming upcoming weeks? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, I think just, uh, you know, as far as Crawley Town goes, just got to stay positive. And, and, you know, we saw what positive energy can do uh, at Broadfield. And so we just need to really support support the gentlemen. And uh, they're going to play hard for us. And, you know, I think we'll, we'll slowly rise up the table, hopefully take out uh, another scalp against Burnley. Um, you know, as far as what I'm working on uh, in the Web3 world, uh, I'm partnering with uh, Kingpin Dow. Uh, it's Gutter Cat, Gutter Cat Gang. Uh, we're releasing uh, a special NFT art sort of project. Uh, I'm not sure how much of it is public, so I don't want to say anything more than that, but there will be a release for that. And uh, Gutter Cat Gang's been going strong. And then uh, for those that are uh, Wagme fans, uh, you probably all know of OBW. Uh, he's our, our Photoshop artist who's been doing lots of uh, wag me shirts and some really cool images. Uh, he and I are actually uh, branching out and that's the joy of Web3. You meet new people, uh, you know, like he's he's over near uh, our, our rival Bradford, but uh, we've been working together and we're going to start uh, our own NFT collection of different uh, large scale events and kind of uh, kind of taking 
POAPs and proof of uh, proof of attendance protocol to a whole different level. Uh, we're we're calling it uh, PODAT, uh, proof of digital attendance ticketing. Uh, that, that's new. You didn't tell me the name since we talked. Yeah, we were de Clever. debating like between seated and PODAT. Uh, seated uh, with a C was going to be uh, commemorative events and ticketing experiences digitally. No. Podat, um, you have to do PODAT. Yep. So yeah, PODAT is what it's going to be. And uh, what's different uh, compared to the current environment is uh, it'll be a way to kind of commemorate and celebrate big occasions. Uh, OBD, OBW mentioned even like weddings and stuff. So, you know, this way all your PFPs can come together in a digital space and you can commemorate any event. And so we think it's gonna be, you know, a big idea and kind of goes towards what WAGME uh, is thinking in the NFT space. And that is moving away from financial instruments and, uh, you know, high risk investments with uh, NFTs and more using them as, uh, you know, special tokens, commemorative sort of thing. And so uh, we're doing an event for NFT Philly coming up on Friday. Uh, I'm not sure when this will air, but uh, you know, the Friday after the, uh, the draw. Wow. Uh, two days, yeah, after the draw. And It'll then uh, we're looking at doing some gridiron stuff. Um, so gridiron's perfect word. That's uh, American football. Uh, and on Monday evenings, uh, the gridiron is usually very busy uh, in America. So we're going to be commemorating um, that, that first game up in Seattle against the Denver team. And then uh, my Philadelphia team hosts the second week. So we'll be commemorating that as well. Seahawks fan. Right yeah, there. I'm a I'm from Seattle, so oh, it's going to um, be a rough year, isn't it? Yeah, watching Drew Locke play is um, it's fun. Um, is that who our our quarterbacks Drew Locke, right? Him or Geno Smith? They said they might just uh, change it up, but it, it sounds like you're going for more losses than wins, which ties us back to there's no relegation, so you can trust the process like the Sixers did for eight years. Yep, yep, yep. It's going to be. Um, an easy year to miss Sundays. Uh, <laughs> having said that, I'm not going to miss any Saturdays. Um, hopefully see you guys all on the next live stream. I think we will be doing something for coin holders uh, for the Rochdale game, um, at least checking in. I'm not exactly sure. Um, Steve has some plans for that. And then otherwise, thank you, Kevin, very much for uh, joining yeah. us on this episode of the Owner's Thanks Box. Thanks for having me, guys. It's um, been fun. Stay, stay positive, and uh, I'll see everybody next week. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Bye, Bye guys.